Welcome to Verity Ed, where parents are primary. Are you trying to build or rebuild your family culture? Are you concerned about the amount of time that your kids or their friends spend on screens or online? Then this video is for you. You are about to join me in the technology detox, and we're going to take back control of that amazing tool and put it at the service of a great education. So watch all the way to the end of this video to see how we're trying to do it in our home. So whether you're beginning to homeschool and transitioning from school to home, check out that video there. Or you've been doing this for a while, but you really feel like you're not hitting that level of culture and contemplation and joy in education, check out this video here that you hope then this is the video for you. It's all about technology, how we deal with it in the home, what are our rules, and what it's done for us. This one simple reflection on how you use technology in your home will pay dividends in building a classical educational family life that is focused on the good, the true, and the beautiful. Addressing technology in an intentional way and articulating rules and guidelines for your family to aspire to is one major and absolutely necessary tweak in today's culture. If you have already done this and you have some rules in your house in place that have been working really well for you, please leave a comment and let us all know what those are because we always need more ideas on how to do this with joy, not out of fear, uh, with confidence and in effective ways for different age children, different home situations. So please like this video and leave a comment for us. All right, so first thing to keep in mind, in choosing to come home, you have chosen a lifestyle that is beyond the status quo. You have chosen something more for your family and your children than what you had before, perhaps in an institution. So you have made this radical shift from the status quo. And part of the status quo right now, to be frank, is that children spend hours and hours of time connected online I'll use scare quotes there because the quality of that connection is questionable. Uh, they're connected online and they're on screens. They're looking at digital surfaces. That's the status quo. Children at increasingly young ages spend hours of time on a screen. They are exposed to more violent content, promiscuous content, and the effect of so much screen time on their actual physical brain development has been demonstrated over the years amply by scientific research. For more uh, resources on that, please see the links below for the actual studies. And your children's peers are definitely online as well. The most recent statistic is that over half of children age 11 and up are given or own a smartphone that they carry around. But it's not all negative. Our family is online, obviously with this video. Um, Mom and dad, we both have smartphones. Our children age about second grade and up are using Khan Academy and other online resources for drilling math facts and other learning. Uh, we also like to do touch typing because we need to word process. We use Google Docs, Google Slides, Google Spreadsheets to train our children in these tools that will serve them no matter what they go on to do once they've left the home. After sixth grade, we have our children use some of their homeschool time to 
can learn coding. So they're developing HTML, CSS, uh, JavaScript. So we're not an anti-technology home. But I think that part of our positive look on technology and the internet and the web uh, is, is something that has given us pause to also respect its power and its danger uh, as something that can easily take over your life and take over all aspects of your social life and your conversation, how your brain is thinking and developing. So we have a big respect, a great respect for the good that the internet and that screens have given us, and we have a great respect for uh, and desire to hold off on the dangers that it presents. But my husband and I want kids who are one in a million. And in order to do that, we know, as Dr. Ray Garendi would say, that we have to parent like one in a million. So we can't just throw screens at them in coding classes in Khan Academy and hope that they only take the good out of screens and being online and say, well, um, I hope they'll, you know, we raised them well, they'll just avoid the bad. No, we realize that as the parents here, we have the prudential judgment, we need to exercise it and take the time to put up some guidelines or some rails on the highway, the internet highway, uh, in order to give them space within technology to grow and to develop good habits in using it so that technology remains for our children a tool that they can use for the good their whole lives. And that's the goal of the Tech Manifesto I am about to share with you. So let's go into the rules themselves. Rule number one, there is no internet surfing without a parent nearby and without a clearly stated purpose. We're not just gonna go online and say, gosh, what do I feel like looking into today? Oh, I wonder how Chris Pratt cuts his toenails, right? We're not gonna just do that and then follow the rabbit hole of all the clickbait. So we have specific reasons for going online. Mom, can I look up a recipe for cinnamon rolls? Why certainly, if you will bake me some. And then with a parent either in the room or right next to them, uh, we go in, I, I type in the search terms for the younger children especially, and we look online. That is because pornographic images, even slightly pornographic images, disturbing headlines, violent images, they do pop up even if you're just typing in something like cinnamon rolls. Believe me, I speak from experience. So what we want there is not to entirely say no internet surfing at all, but this is how we use the tool and I am able to screen what comes up on the search and click into websites that I know are legit and trustworthy like the Spruce Eats or All Recipes or King Arthur Flower, right? They're pretty safe. And then if something does come up, right, and sometimes you can't control, uh, at least we are sitting together and we can address it right away. And the child isn't left wondering because they stumbled upon cinnamon rolls and it was disturbing. Uh, they aren't left wondering, oh my gosh, should I tell my mom? I'm so embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. But we were there and we saw it together. That being said, if mom's typing in the search terms and she's only going to websites that pop up that she trusts, it is very unlikely that anything so untoward is going to happen. So it's always supervised and it's always for a specific reason when we are searching on the internet. The second guideline that we use that is hard sometimes is that screen time, whether it's DVDs, movies, uh, online games, Khan Academy, all of that, screen time is limited, it is communal, and it is earned. 
So it's something that is a privilege, it's not a right, and it's something that is done in the company of your siblings or your parents. And again, this is to keep them from sucking into entirely. It's hard to it's hard to entirely be sucked into like Lego Star Wars when your toddler sister is yelling for peppers next to you or your other baby sister uh, just fell off the couch and mommy has to come pick her up. It's hard to be so completely locked in. The only time I make an exception is if you have had major dental surgery uh, or perhaps you are recovering from a deadly virus. Third guideline. No commercials, just none. Children do not need to be subjected to digital garbage that is designed to manipulate their brains and to pit them against their parents who are not gonna buy them all of these products. They don't need to be told that in order to be happy right this minute, we need to buy you this thing. They just don't need that because it's a lie. It's not true. You don't need this thing to be happy. Now, how does this work in real life? Well, it's getting harder, I will admit. I used to be able to find like Kipper on YouTube or Octonauts on YouTube without commercials, but now that it's becoming more and more prevalent for uh, legit YouTube non-pirated material to have commercial, uh, I'm having to turn more to DVDs and I'm having to turn more to streaming services, again, carefully vetted, such as Disney+. Plus. So it's more of a challenge to avoid commercials, but it's worth it because again, your child is not, I, it, commercials are not worthy of your child is one is a positive way to put it, right? That your child's dignity and their ability to find joy in what they have, not in what they might get, is so important for their formation. And it's not how digital, uh, they should view the digital world as this world of, teasers and candy and toys that they don't have yet and they need. The digital world should show them the good, the true, and the beautiful, and how to be content right now with what's right in front of them. Rule number four, no movies, TV shows, or old sitcoms where the primary mode of humor is disparaging others and cutting into your friends and gossiping. And yes, that means that Todd and I cannot always be indulging our 1980s and 1990s nostalgia and showing our kids movies from our childhood that really aren't intended for children or watching sitcoms like Friends or even Full House where they're always cutting into each other. If you listen to the jokes, it's like, you're stupid, you're dumb. Wow, that was a dumb thing to do. And aren't we good friends? Our rule of thumb here for deciding which movies to watch and not to watch as a family is to look at the worst behaved child in the movie. And if we don't want our seven-year-old imitating that, then he probably shouldn't watch it on TV for two and a half hours or even for 90 minutes. We just have to go and pick something else. Children always imitate the lowest common denominator of behavior, no matter how good your child is, how many prayers they know, and how many Latin syllables they can pronounce. They're going to imitate the worst behaved child in the movie at some point. So avoid that and choose movies where children are rewarded for being good and kind and courageous uh, and where adults are behaving like adults. And if they're not, where that is, there's clearly a consequence for it. Make sure that you're attuned to the moral dimensions of the movies you're watching and have fun. There's plenty of options out there. If you agree with any of these four points, please like this video and comment truth below so that I know that I got at least one right. So these four principles have been a part of our family's life and tech culture 
from the get-go. Now, as life throws curveballs, I always say this, we have had to step back and reassess each of these steps as our children get older. How we actually carry out these four principles in practice starts to shift and looks looks different. And sometimes out of, I don't want to say sloth, but it's sloth. Sometimes out of sloth or pride or just exhaustion, we lose our good habits and we have to regroup and regain them back. Now, of course, our children are exposed from time to time to movies, to images, to shows that were not meeting the standards that we had in mind for them. But by having these four guidelines and these principles, they can then approach these as exceptions to the rule. And they can approach them from a place of knowing what wholeness and purity and strength with technology would look like and judge them accordingly. And again, it's not that the digital age is bad. There is so much good out there that we can tap into and that our children uh, can get out of it and they need to be trained to live in it because for better or for worse, these are the times that they have been given. The reality is though that as part of your intentional parenting and your family home culture, you need to sit down and come up with your own guidelines for how you are going to make this work and how you are going to put your children in the driver's seat when it comes to the screens and the internet and not where the internet and the screens and the social media are driving them. So put the screens back where they belong. Screens and the internet belong on the margins of childhood as a necessary part that has good in it, but that is not the central business that a child is about, which should be going out in nature, being with friends, being with family, reading great books, messing about, artistic, creative endeavors, and more. This is what should be central to a childhood, and this is what should be building up their memory. The goal is to raise an adult who picks up his smartphone, and more importantly, puts it down at the right time for the right reasons. So that's what you have for the Ahern Tech Manifesto. Thank you so much for watching. Please like this video, uh, hit subscribe and the notification bell so that you don't miss a single video from Verity Ed. And check us out on Patreon where you can join our community of supporters. I hope you'll join us next time. Take care and happy homeschooling. Cheers. Mm -hmm.